Toy Talk Guys podcast. I'm Strick. And I'm Motel. We're here to bring you everything happening in the world of toys. We're talking action figures, Lego, video games, and anything else that catches our eye. On today's podcast, we've got our quick mentions to go through. Then we got our meteor discussion topics. we got some NECA making the cast today. Tons of Lego news. we got some bazooka companies. Ooh, ooh 75th anniversary. We'll, we'll get into that. Super 7 and some Mattel. And then, of course, we'll hear this collection updates and the outro. Motel, how we doing, my friend? These casts aren't long enough, man. They're not. They're not long enough to to tell you how exactly I'm doing. But I can, in short, I'm doing amazing because I'm with my bud, and we're talking what we want to talk about right now. You know, we're talking them toys oh, yeah, on the man. Toy Talk Guys podcast. Here we are, best time of the month. You took the words out of my mouth. I mean, if you guys want longer content, just let us know because we typically <laughs> run like two hours and we do a lot of cutting. So <laughs> it can be longer if you need it to be. Uh, but let's let's start it off in our in our quick mentions here with Lego Star Wars license reportedly extended another ten years. Man, another ten years of Lego Star Wars. Are you pumped for that? Yeah, I love that it's ten. I think that's great. It's just a nice round number. They were like, <laughs> you know what? Just make it ten. Why not? Somebody somebody was just like, yeah, just just do it ten. We'll we'll figure it out in ten years. Um, not surprised. I don't think anyone's surprised. That's like their big money maker. Saved them from bankruptcy back in the nineties, uh, ninety nine. So they're gonna keep that going as long as they possibly can. From yellowheads to where we are now, right? Yeah, man. They they I think they did it first. Harry Potter did it first. One of those one of those licenses forced them into flesh tones. I think it was Star Wars. Anyway, what you got? Quick mentions. Dude, that was super quick. That's All the right. quickest of quick. <laughs> that was quick rabbit banana flavor quick uh so yeah man uh, we had them on the cast before premium dna they're teasing out six inch earthworm gym figures are you, are you familiar with earthworm gym i am that was that's the property that um all my friends were like you're playing mario dude what are you what are you doing are you a kid yeah they, when they were playing earthworm gym yeah like earthworm gym it, it had like a presence like uh, yeah for video games like, it was like a side scrolling like running gun and then it had like a presence in the toy aisles because playmates put out those toys and i feel like there was like a a, a following for it like everybody was kind of like like yeah we're, we're all looking at each other like yeah earthworm gym right earthworm gym and then it just didn't really take off <laughs> <laughs> It kind of just fell flat and sort of faded into obscurity. But uh, yeah, Premium DNA, man. They, um, I think we had them on the cast for their Madball figures uh, that they put out before. Mm. Uh, so they're teasing out Earthworm Gym figures. I mean, that's exciting. That'll be cool to see. Uh, they're teasing them for, looks like May of, of this year. Um, they usually run, they're, they're pretty expensive figures usually. I think they're around like $60, $65, so. $70. I mean, you can, you know, I'm not picking these up, but it, it's, it'll be, uh, it'll be cool to see. And they'll probably be, you know, on the cast again, once we actually see these figures. All right, Strick. It's alive. <laughs> <laughs> i got that one i bet you didn't think we'd be bringing this back on the cast but it has found its way back in the cast we are talking NECA, uh their universal monsters line that they're currently producing 
And we're talking about the, the man himself, Frankenstein's monster. He's on here again. We talked about him before, and I, we still have fans reach out and say that was probably one of your best segments. Uh, give us more. So here you go. We're, we're adding on to that. NECA is putting out a Universal Monsters Frankenstein accessory pack. Ooh. Mm. I mean, it's what you want. Uh, so if you picked up the figure, uh, like Strick uh, provided me on our Christmas cast, you have the figure already, you need the accessory pack. You, you need the, the table where the creature is raised up and lowered back down and comes alive. And also, it looks like you get the cover that covers his body. Uh, you have an alternative head that you can plop onto your figure uh, that's all bandaged up. And it looks like there's also a torch as well. The table is obviously what steals the show. It looks great, and I think it would uh, do uh, your Frankenstein figure justice. It would really complement the figure. How do you feel about this? I'm glad we have them back. You, you said I might be surprised. Like I feel like we're gonna be talking about these as they release them. This is <laughs> this is like my favorite NECA stuff. If we're being like of of the horror genre, I think this stuff's really cool. Especially oh yeah. The, oh yeah. Especially like the black and white scale. Like I, I just think that's awesome. Um, how so? This is thirty nine ninety nine. How much was the original figure? Because wasn't that around like the same price? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I thought so. I thought like when I got it for you, it was around like thirty nine ninety nine. I mean, that's that's like pretty steep for an accessory pack. Although it is a very nice like table accessory pack, I feel like you're getting your money's worth with what you're getting here. See, this is the thing. I mean, it's not just this that I'm 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 interested in this, but it's it's not just this. I wanted to put this on because I feel like we need more of this kind of stuff. I want this is like the modern day playset almost, you know, because like mm. playsets don't even exist anymore, pretty much. Like, this is the stuff that I want to see get put out. And NECA does do this. I mean, I remember we talked about the uh, Friday the 13th uh, Jason Lake scene, the, the Camp Crystal Lake scene, like, accessory pack that they put out a while back. Like, like, they the, do, do the dock and stuff. Yeah, they do do this stuff. And I just, I think it's, like, such a great idea. Because if you look at any collector, like, on YouTube or on Instagram, and you just see their collection, I mean, it's literally just, like, figures, like, stacked on top of figures on top of figures and it's all like you know six inch scale like superposable figures and it, it all just like blends together like nothing really sticks out it's just like look at all these figures i bought there's nothing that's grabbing me it's just like wow you bought a lot of figures but here it's like you can really just like make your stuff look really nice with this stuff yeah it gives you a lot of options for like especially the uh, i'm surprised they didn't have the uh, the torch in the original that surprises me but yeah it's just like a all around nice idea. I, I hope they do more of this. Like it sounds like that's where you're at is you're hoping they do more of this. Hundred percent. That's the main reason why I brought it on. I would. I want to see more of this. I want to celebrate uh, this when they do this. So yeah, NECA, keep it coming, and uh, all you other companies, you can take some notes. All right, Motel, you asked for it. Everyone asked for it. We are getting, with the May the 4th promo this year for Lego Star Wars, we're getting Aunt Beru. She is coming in Lego minifig form <laughs> with, with the, the whole, uh, what would you call that, Skywalker farm uh, kitchen, kitchen set? This is, I'm, I, this is just hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a set <laughs> that... Um, you have to you have to spend. I think it's two hundred and twenty dollars. I think it's the threshold that you have to spend. Don't quote me on that. It's high though. It is. It's a high. Uh, it says one sixty. One sixty. Okay. Not not quite two twenty. But that's quite that's quite a threshold to hit 
to get this really wonderful set. I'm I'm ragging on it a bit, but I actually do like it. Let me get your opinion. Oh, it's hilarious. It's you could have given me a million guesses and I wouldn't have picked up on this scene at all. <laughs> <laughs> it it connects to what we talked about uh last time with the um what are they called? The the diorama sets. And yeah. that I, I made that video of like just missing sets from episode four. And this was one of them too. It's like, yeah, we don't have anything from like the moisture farm. We have no reference of it aside from like a little dome piece. And I think in one set, like it was just listening, man. They're just listening to all all my videos and <laughs> they're just like, Oh yeah, you want Amperu and you want you want the blue milk and the and just the kitchen, just the look of the kitchen. Here you go. It's everything you ever wanted. She even comes with a nice little teapot. It's just such a quaint set uh to receive. So I um I really like the figure, you know. I, I I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars minifigs, and this is the only Amperu we've ever gotten, and probably will ever get. So uh, I think it's going to be a nice nice investment piece for for people just because of that that minifig. I get it now. I get uh, like it's hilarious that it exists. I'm thinking back to a time where I was unwrapping presents under the Christmas tree, and I'm just thinking about what I would think of if I unwrap something like this. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, any kid that's opening this, unless they love cooking or just that scene, um, yeah, they're going to be pretty upset with that's, with opening this up. That's a total, like, ant move where they're just like, my mom told my aunt to get anything Lego Star Wars. <laughs> and the, my aunt would see, like, the Lego Star Wars moniker and be like, well, here you go, Lego Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, there's yeah, there's gonna be a lot of unhappy kids under the Christmas tree this year with the with this guy. But uh, yeah, I really think it's gonna be a good purchase for folks if you can get up that to that 160 uh, threshold, which they just released a ton of stuff. So I, I don't think that'd be hard to do. But yeah, that's that is the that's the big promo this year. I I kind of want to compare it to past years and and kind of rank it at some point. Um, these promos, but I feel like they've been getting worse. Mm. I don't know that. Like in the past, you've gotten just just minifigs. You've just gotten a, a polybag minifig and just like a really rare character. Yeah. And I feel like they should have just done that. They should just, but they've been like, here's your here's your Amperu, uh, and maybe like a lower threshold for these things. But here it is, man. We're looking at it. So good. Is her little dress piece? Is that have you seen that before? The specific slope to it. Yeah, the slope. Yeah, that's they've been doing that for a little bit now. Okay, because my only reference point is the uh, the witch from yeah. back in the day. <laughs> And I remember witchy. it wasn't that curved. <laughs> they still they still do that. They still do that old witchy piece. Um that old oh, okay. witchy dress piece, yeah, just like the regular old slope. But yeah, they've and specifically in Star Wars, I know they've done that for Leia and some of her outfits. Ah. Yeah, man. So there it is. Uh get your I think this cast will be coming out before May the fourth. So if you if you've got your purchases lined up, uh definitely definitely uh hit that one sixty mark and get this boy. She gave me a dollar. She told me to buy a collar, but I ain't buy no collar. Instead, I bought some bubblegum. Bazooka, bubblegum. Bazooka, bazooka, bubblegum. You've been known to chew gum in class, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's my known thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you doing that in college, and I was just like, dude, you're chewing gum in class. And you're just like, I mean, it adds personality. And I was like, dang, you're right. <laughs> Or did I just make all that up? Pretty sure you made it up. <laughs> no, that happened. That happened. You're right. All right. So Bazooka Bubblegum from 1947 up until now, they are they are now celebrating their 75th anniversary in the year 2022. Wow. 
75 years Bazooka's been around. That's 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 crazy, right? That's got to be cool as a company to be around that long. Right? And just be celebrate. Yeah. I mean, especially with gum, it's like such a saturated market. You'd, you'd think they wouldn't survive, but that is, that is cool. I had to look up what else Bazooka companies did because I was just like, there's no way that company just survives on bazooka bubblegum. <laughs> like there's, there's no, is there still a, a clamoring market for bazooka bubblegum? And I found out that they, they also do uh, the ring, ring pops, push pops, and like juicy draw pops and baby bottle pops. Hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know they were the uh, same company. So they're celebrating their 75th anniversary of existence and nothing too crazy, but they're putting out uh, special packaging on, on, on their gum uh, for you to collect. So I know this is not really toy related, but you know, hey, it caught my eye and I thought it would just be fun to, uh, you know, think back to, to days of uh, chewing some bubble gum. You know, just let's talk about gum for a second. Are we talking about gum? Yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of gum chewer were you? What kind of gum chewer was I? I was the um, take the whole, f- uh, what was it? Bubble tape. Take that whole thing, shove it in your mouth. (laughs) Kids, cover your ears. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Uh, my God. Did you ever have the uh, the zebra gum? Oh, yeah, dude. That That, stuff was was solid, Oh, my God. That was the worst gum on the planet. (laughs) No, dude. It tastes like throw up. I hated that gum. That gum. (laughs) If a kid had that gum, I'd be like, get away from me. You're just going to stink like throw up all day. (laughs) I always thought thought the zebra was... um, like related to uh jeffrey uh the giraffe I thought the same thing yeah i thought did the you? same yeah i did i <laughs> i feel like because it was always in like toys r us or whatever or, or i don't know i saw it at the grocery store and i just i was just like toys is that toys r us and i'm like no it's that nasty giraffe or nasty zebra <laughs> smelling like throw up um ah oh, man i was gonna oh i was gonna tell you a story about um my my bubble tape days so i had i used to i used to stick the whole thing of bubble tape in oh my, my in my mouth and chew it you know just like an idiot um and, you know, the flavor would last like two seconds. So I had just this big wad in my mouth. I couldn't even like I was choking, basically. And I was in my um, my mom's minivan at the time. And I don't know if you've been in like a caravan or like a minivan. The back windows used to like kind of open. They used to like tilt open yeah, slightly. You get, yeah, you get a breeze. Yeah, you get a little breeze back there. I tried to shove the gum out that window <laughs> to like just drop it on the road. And it just got stuck to the side of my mom's minivan. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> took the pain off like it was just such a mess um and that was like the last time she let any of any of us eat bubble tape she refused to buy it after that that was that was me or um big league chew that was a big one um i but i we we did have a decent amount of bazooka bubble gum back in the um the baseball playing days uh the dad or the assistant coach would you know bring the big bucket at the beginning of the year and we just you know, gnaw on it the whole game. Yeah, I, bazooka was just like, as soon as somebody was like, "Here, I, you want some bazooka bubblegum?" I'd be like, "Oh, is, that's the super hard, uh, unbreakable bubblegum." Like, no, no thanks, I'm good. <laughs> it was so hard; you had to like suck on it before you could start chewing it. <laughs> Didn't it come with a little comic? Yeah, it did. Well, with Bazooka Joe. Yeah, man. That was always fun. To this day, I think they're still doing that. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. Uh, but as soon as you read the comic, you were like, oh, wait, this is like not funny at all. Yeah, it was. Just, if I remember, it was like, yeah, hard as a rock. And then it was like the flavor lasted maybe all of 10 seconds. And then you just had a wad of just nasty gum in your mouth. <laughs> and here we are ripping on it, but they've been around for 75 years. I mean, they're doing something right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got nostalgia going for it, I guess. 
it's I, it's got to be just like cheap and easy like the big the big bucket is just fun you know it's just like here how much gum do you want here you go i was never like a big bubble gum guy per se i didn't really love the flavor it was like if it was available to me I guess I would just, I would take it, but I would always opt for something minty. Would you really? As a kid? Yeah, as a kid. I was more so into uh, Wrigley's. I, Wrigley's gum, like, had it right. Like, they, they did, like, the, the double mint, um, the spearmint, big red, that all that stuff was, like, so up my alley. It's funny how, like, gum has evolved, hasn't it? Like, as far as, like, packaging goes, because now everything is, like, that, like, slick wallet pack. But before, it was, like, almost similar to like a pack of cigarettes kind of like a little mini pack of cigarettes yeah they each had their individual like aluminum foil or whatever wrapping and then like little paper sleeves over each of the sticks you remember that uh, yeah i mean they still make it like that yeah no they don't they don't do that <laughs> they anymore. don't do it anymore no it's all just like slick like back of the pocket wallet even wrigley's yeah dude yeah like they, oh, they don't do lame. like those big thick like cigarette packs anymore that's lame. I think what changed the game was um when Wrigley's did that like five gum, you know that like black packaging with like the five on it. Yeah, it's like so slick. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a game changer in the gum industry, man. I feel like homies were just like rocking the winter fresh, and they're just like, man, this is not getting me chicks. Like <laughs> Wrigley's, can you like help? Like they're like sitting there like writing letters. Like Wrigley's, like yo. Can you come up with something a little slicker than this? And then Wrigley's was like, yo, five gum. Oh, this is gonna, this is going to get the ladies like swarming you. You just whip out that five gum. That, that was almost like a gentlemanly accessory, like that five gum pack, you know? You joke, but like, I feel like that was all the advertising was just like, you pop this gum in your mouth and then you're just making out with somebody. That was like, step yeah. one, pop the gum. Step two, you're making out. Like, that was it. But I rem- there was there was like definitely maybe like early two thousands when there was like that yeah that big gum war it was like Orbit and yeah. Five and Stride and like all these like gums were just trying to capture that like the th- thin wallet market that like everyone just like loved yeah, gum dude. for whatever reason they were just like oh yeah you need you need Axe body spray and you need gum. <laughs> You whip out that that five gum pack, and then like some stooge next to you whips out the Orbit. They're just like, oh my gosh, this dude! Like Orbit was way too clinical. They were just like, yes, this is what your teeth require. It's like, come on, dude! Like that's not sexy. Nah, dude, that was that was Trident. Trident was uh, yeah, like Trident. For <laughs> Why are we talking about gum? Yeah, gum is such a big part of my life, dude. I just don't you remember like all the gum jingles. Oh yeah, dude, like double the flavor. V- double your phone. That's the st- yeah. Double mint was on point. Juicy, juicy fruit. I love juicy, juicy fruit. It's gonna move ya. Oh man. And then the big red was like the best. Would you do the old big red challenge? Well, what was that? That was where you lick the big red the wrapper and then stick it on your forehead. Yo, yes, I do remember that. I don't think I've I've done it though, but I remember people doing that. Yeah, it would just burn your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, big red man. They just. They're sticking it to you. That's great. I love it. Sticking it to you. It's time to put on makeup. It's time to dress up right. It's time to get things started. I like the old opening better. It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational sound. It's time to put on music. It's time to light the lights. <laughs> How you like that intro? That's 
as as classic as it gets, man. Yeah, man, that's that's out of the old motel playbook right there. All right, man. So we're talking Muppets collectible minifigures. And if you guys are saying like, again, are you guys talking about these again? Yeah, we are. Because before we were just speculating and now we have official pictures. They're officially revealed. We, we know what we're getting and we were pretty spot on, man. I think we guessed every single one of these. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not one, but here's, here's where we're getting. So we're getting Kermit the Frog, of course, Miss Piggy, Animal, Gonzo, Rolf, which you called. That was a good call. Fozzie Bear, the Swedish Chef, which I think you said as well. Janice, we, we said Electric Mayhem somewhere in there, so we get Janice from Electric Mayhem. Uh, we get uh, Bunsen, Honeydew, Beaker, Statler, and Waldorf, which I think I called. You uh, did. Yep, yeah, yeah, man. There they are. And you even get a little nod to Scooter uh, <laughs> on the computer screen, which I thought you'd enjoy. Let me give you my, my first impressions when I, when I saw this. Um, I was excited. I was like, oh, there they are. But then I started to get a little sad because I'm like, oh. I think everybody's accounted for there. Like they're not, they're not doing another wave of these. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> I was hoping like somebody was just omitted, like, like Gonzo wasn't there or Fozzie just wasn't there, but it's like, they, they nailed everybody you need to nail. You say that I, I wouldn't be shocked if um, they do a second round of these. I mean, you still got electric mayhem characters. You got, you have um, modifications or, or like, different variants of Kermit and Piggy and even Gonzo, you know, like some of the, some of the main crew. So I don't think it's out of the question. I think there's enough in the backlog to to do another wave, especially with just 12, 12 figures. I think it's doable. Okay. Cause that's, that's how I feel personally. I, I know, like I said it before, you can do like infinite Muppet waves. Like there's so many Muppets. Uh, but when I saw like the complete cast, like as complete as you could possibly get it, I was just like, Oh, God, and they even nodded to Scooter there. I'm like, there's no way they're going to do more of these. Yeah, man, maybe they'll do, like, Nanny from <laughs> Muppet Babies. <laughs> they'll throw her in there. Wave two. Uh, just, uh, just no head. So, I she mean... Can, I, she can be, like, a, uh, um, a Technic figure. They can just pop the head off. Oh, yeah, that's... Just do the all legs, just the big legs. Um, is, is, so, there's 12 figures. Is, is there anyone who you feel like is not... Like, you would trade... For anyone else they should have just scrapped waldorf and statler and the swedish chef and just given us the rest of the electric mayhem i thought that's what you'd say <laughs> yeah man because you can't just have janice and animal and i know rolf rolf is not part of the electric mayhem he sat in with them occasionally well like very few times but he's not part of it so who are you missing zoot dr teeth who else is who else is there oh um floyd peppers floyd the peppers bassist. yeah all right, so you're missing them. So you're missing those three. Anyone else though? I feel like you got everybody. Yeah. I mean, Scooter. He's he's nodded too, but it would, it would have been cool to get a Scooter. Yeah, I mean, and Sam Eagle's not there. I think that's a big mm, miss. There you go, Sam Eagle. That's the extent of my Muppets knowledge, um, really, like then, off the top of my head. Well, <laughs> I mean, dude, then you can do like different movies. You can do Muppet Treasure Island. You know, just do all the pirates. That's yeah. It's actually. I mean, there's there's tons of variants of like piggy and you know they've done so many movies that yeah like the whole uh weren't they like space pigs and stuff like that like yeah i don't know all those puppets names but i if you describe them i'd I'd be able to know who you're talking about yeah i mean that there's just there's just a plethora so they they could potentially depending on this sell so i feel like these are going to sell pretty well because they look so good very happy they did uh molded heads we talked about that before they all look great like a I haven't seen them in person, but just seeing them in the pictures, they look amazing. Are there any accessories in here that are questionable for you? Questionable accessories. Hmm. Uh, 
I don't think so. Who's who's whose accessories are you not too happy with? Kermit. Come on, dude. The banjo's great, but what you really gotta like put it right in my face and give me a little rainbow. Oh, I thought that was alright. Mm, that was way too on the nose. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a little little heavy-handed. Yeah, I was um I was a little let down with Miss Piggy. I don't know what you would have given her, maybe like a mirror or something like that, or like something to do with like makeup. Um she just has like a magazine of herself or something like that. Yeah, she's just a she's just a vain pig. Yeah. <laughs> just loving her own magazine and then you know, I think everyone else has what they need. Um, yeah. All right. What do you think the possibility of a set down the road is? Ooh, probably really slim. Although yeah. I don't know, they're putting everything out right now, so who knows? <laughs> Maybe. What would you What would you expect? Or are you trying to get at like what I would think? You know, it would just be the Muppet stage. Like that's what it would be. That's yeah. That's what I would imagine. The Muppet stage or. I don't know, like a vehicle of some kind. Like, I feel like they're always traveling in some sort of vehicle in the movies. Yeah, the Electric Mayhem bus. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you could do something like that. But yeah, I mean, they're out now. I think you can get them May 1st. They should be out, but I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to find them in stores. They're $4.99 each, which has been the price point for a while. And I, I think it's justified with just how good they look. I will uh, likely pick up a set of these just, you know, secondhand. I'll let everyone else do the dirty work, and then I'll just pay a little extra and get the full series. Is that a good impression? That was pretty good, man. I've been trying to do Mickey lately, and mine doesn't sound nearly as good as that. <laughs> Sick. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we're, we're talking about Super 7 uh, and Super 7's Super Size Lines. Hmm. Uh, it, more specifically, uh, we're talking about this figure that Super 7 put out. It's called Brave Little Taylor Mickey Mouse. You familiar? No, when I first saw it, I definitely thought Brave Little Toaster. Dude, I got really me excited. Too. <laughs> me too. <man. laughs> as soon as I saw that pop up on my feed, I was like, oh, 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 what, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> so I am honestly, like, I don't recall this specific Mickey. Um, apparently he's of some importance because they're making a gigantic figure of him. 16 inches, to be exact. A 16-inch a uh, posable Mickey figure, uh, as uh, designed as he was seen in Brave Little Taylor Mickey, which it was like a, a nine-minute short, I think, that depicts Mickey uh, f- squaring off with a giant, apparently. Hmm. I, I don't... I, I had every intention of watching it before the show, but I just didn't. So, yeah, I just... I kind of wanted to just get your uh, thoughts on this because Super 7's putting out these... Uh, Super size figures, and if you scroll down uh, on the link that I gave you, you can see a couple of other ones. Uh, they have like Pinocchio, Charlie Brown, and this uh, character from Fantasia. I've never seen Fantasia actually. No? Uh, oh man. Hopefully that doesn't get me in any trouble. Don't want anybody yelling at me for that. I'll yell at you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I think it's fascinating uh, that they're, that they're making 16 inch figures. I mean, who knew that there was a market? I didn't, man. It's like the size of a small child. These things. Yeah. I don't, and the yeah. price. Oh my gosh. I don't know who yeah, is that's buying what these. Get, that's what we're getting to. The price is two hundred and ninety-five bones, man. Um, and it's nice of them to offer uh, an interest-free payment installments. Uh, you, you could pay in four and free 
interest-free installments of 7375. Oh my god. I, I love that that's a thing now in, in our our day and age of you can you can uh, make payments on toys. On a singular it? toy, yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Oh my gosh. Uh yeah, I mean you can see pictures of this like of people holding him. He is absolutely massive. So yeah, man, for the Mickey slash Disney enthusiast, I mean, I guess this is a must-have because you you can't get it anywhere else. Like, su- that's what Super Seven's all about. They're just making stuff that you know th- they didn't have back in the day, and they wanted. Now you can have it. I don't have too much to say about it. I just I think it's fascinating that this stuff exists. What else? Like, I'm looking at what else comes in the Super Size line, and yeah. you know, some of it is making sense, like. Charlie Brown, sure, iconic, uh, and then Linus from from that line, and then um, I think you can get like an old, really old school Snoopy, sure. Um, the alligator, dude, the Ben Ali alleg- that the the Ben Ali Gator, that is the most obscure character in like all of Disney, unless he's like <laughs> resurging for some reason or or just trending for some weird you know meme or something like that. I barely remember him from that thing. Um, that's kind of what Super Seven's all about. That's like their mantra. They just sort of like throw some stuff at the wall and like see what sticks as far as just like something that's way out of left field that would have never been made back in the day, but like they are making it. Like that's their whole shtick. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Like if so, I, I was going to ask is if do you know if they released anything else or is this kind of like their first run of this stuff? The stuff that I mentioned that they released, but I think what has caught my eye uh, that we're not talking about now, but they've. They uh, talked about like God's making Godzilla figures at this size, and I think mm. they're doing that, uh, which I'll I'll be talking about later, I'm sure, uh, when I see them. But yeah, just I mean, th- this Mickey figure like caught my eye because I'm just like I'm, I'm thinking back to a time when I was a kid. I was not a Disney Channel guy, like that that was not for me. So when I first learned of Mickey Mouse, I was like, oh yeah. Uh, the guy that like runs Disney World, right? Like that's what that's what he's known for, Disney World. <laughs> like I didn't watch cartoons or movies. Like he would be like on like the sides of, like VHS tapes. I'd be like, oh yeah, the dude that's in like Disney World. But like I didn't watch cartoons or like House of Mouse or whatever that was. Like I was like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network. If there's nothing on there, I guess I'm just not watching TV. Yeah, I. I was with you. I I had Disney, but I I don't think I was watching like Mickey cartoons. Yeah, like okay. Mickey cartoons were not the way I knew Mickey. It was the same deal. It was just like, oh yeah, he's just like that's just Disney. He's just like the mascot. That's all he does. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, all he does. <laughs> I, I'm looking up. Uh, I just did a little bit of googling. I think these products that we've talked about are the only in this wave, and there's some that are rumored to come out. Uh, it looks like it's just more like Charlie Brown and, and stuff like that. They've released Franklin, I believe, in the past. Oh, okay. Um, wow. That's hilarious. Exactly. It's like they're they're going for like the kind of edge case character. So I was I, I, I assume with the Mickey, they're going to try to release other Mickeys and then have it kind of be like a Mickey line that you're trying to trying to get them all. That would make sense. Uh, Pinocchio is like the only one that really makes sense to me, like at that scale, at that size. It's like, yeah. all right, that's pretty close to probably what he was in the film. And then the the alligator is just so far out there <laughs> that I think what you said, like, yeah, they're just like, all right, let's th- give them something completely random and see who buys it. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, they're just trying to get a sense of their market with this stuff. I mean, not much else to say. I just I had to put it on here because I was just like, oh my gosh, three hundred dollars. Like yeah, I, I can think of so many other things I would allocate my funds to in toys before something like this. But 
if you're that crazy Disney fan that has been uh, just clamoring for this, here you go, man. Super 7. They're just answering your prayers. Yeah, man. All 16 inches of it. All right, man. Put your reading glasses on. We're about to we're about to get down to business, dude. We're talking retiring sets and what their worth is going to be. We're do, we're talking a little retirement and investing in Lego. Are you excited for this one? Yeah, dude. Bust out your uh, pen and paper because we're we're gonna get into the uh, the granular here. Start taking some notes. Um, so I'm I'm going I'm using this site called Brick Economy. I've talked about it in, in at least in the YouTube series. I don't know if we talked about it on that podcast motel, but this is an entire site just dedicated to investing and and analyzing lego sets and basically like they, they have all the data for you you can just come here and, and you can get predictions on how much things will be worth or, or like how much they've been worth and they they also, they also do this like sets retiring soon all based on probability so this is like what i used to do kind of on my own and this this site is just doing it for you um so i'm just going to use their site and not go too crazy on my own so this is a whole full list i'm just going to skim through these really quick and just give you my like kind of quick hits of of things that I would be looking to invest in um, and maybe give you a little bit of background on why that would be. Does that sound like a good use of time? <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. Killer. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So let's start off in architecture. We got New York City, London, and Dubai, all from the Skyline series. Um, I would totally skip New York City and London. Do not invest in those. They've been on the market for a long time, um, since 2016 and 2017. Uh, Dubai would be my pick here. It's only been on the market for, since 2020. It's just a different kind of set. It's a it's a big city. Tons of people live there, um, but just kind of different. So that would be my purchase there. Would you have guessed that motel, or would you pick up one of these other ones? Not at all. I wouldn't, dude. You would have to be like motel pick this up because not <laughs> there's no way I'd be interested in, in architecture. I think I made that pretty clear on this cast. Yeah, you have these these sets do pretty well. The Skyline series, uh, but it's it's specific ones, and and the age of these definitely hurts them. So New York and London specifically probably not going to do too well. Brick sketches, skip. Just completely skip over these. Uh, at least I would. Um, they're not tested. Maybe some of the Star Wars stuff if you're into that, but I don't think these sold very well. They got discounted when this next wave came out, so I really don't think they're doing all that hot. Um, Brickheads, moving on to those. I, I haven't followed these too closely. I love the Frankenstein one. Like, I got you one of those. Um, mm -hmm. And the La Caterina or La Katrina. I think that's a decent set for the seasonal stuff, but none of these are like, I want to go crazy in this, in this kind of area. Um, city. Right, well, I'll, I'll keep mine boxed up just in case. Yeah, man. Keep it just in case. Uh, city. I'm going to skip. There's only like two sets there. Same with creator. I'm going to skip. So creator expert is typically where like the big boy sets are. So we got assembly square from the modular series. Also the corner garage from the modular series. And then the London bus and the Ford Mustang. They did have another one on here, but maybe that's uh, since retired. Anyway, my big pick here is the Ford Mustang uh, for the cars. The London bus has just been on the market for a while, and it's very specific to London, so like not really a good pick. And then um, Assembly Square has been on um, the market for a while as well, so I'm a little nervous about that one, and it's expensive. So I'm not, like, of modulars, like, I wouldn't be too crazy about either of these, but I'd probably go more Corner Garage than Assembly Square. 100%. 100%. Uh, DC, just really quick, like, 1989 Batmobile, I think that's the one to get there. Um, that's, that's like, the clear standout. This is one for, like, the whole list, the Disney World uh, Cinderella's Castle. I talked about that at length. I think it's already pretty hard to, uh, to get, to find in stores. So it's already selling, like, over its, its market value. Uh, according to this website. So that would be probably my top on my list of like investment sets is to get 
uh, is to that one. Um, I won't talk about each of these since it's a pretty long list, so I'll, I'll just mention the Duplo Superheroes Lab. I like that one a lot. That's the only uh, Duplo set where you get Captain America, Iron Man um, in a set. Spider-Man's there, you get him in a ton of sets, but at least those two characters that are very, very popular um, only come in that Duplo set, so that's that would be like kind of my sleeper set that not a, a lot of people would be looking at. Um, otherwise, we've got Lego Chess, Friends, skip all that stuff. Harry Potter, I'm not following closely enough, um, but I think like, actually, we're going to talk about this, but possibly this Hogwarts Express. You could look at that. Um, the Winnie the Pooh set from Ideas would be a really solid one, uh, I think, to, to look at. Jurassic World, not much going on. Totally skip Lego Art. That's like not on my radar at all. Really nothing from the Marvel Avengers line was really jumping out at me. And uh, minifigures, not much jumping out here. Monkey Kid, haven't been following. Um, this might be the last one that I mentioned, um, or I, I need to get down to Star Wars, but second to last. On the seasonal side, there's a lot of Chinese New Year sets that are, that are um, retiring, and I just, I feel like these will do well. Um, I, based off of nothing, except that they're kind of new. Um, the Chinese market is just like really hot right now for Lego. Um, like tons of... Uh, Chinese citizens are, are purchasing Lego, so I, this feels like a decent investment in some of these things, but I don't know, that's, that's kind of like if you've already exhausted all your other options. And then in Star Wars land, I'm really not seeing too much here. Um, there's the big Millennium Falcon, and that's like kind of takes the cake, and it looks like that one might be hard to get. That's just, it's an $800 investment. I don't like investing in sets that large, but if you're like really deep into this, you want to plunk 800 bucks down, I guess the time is now uh, to do that, but Whew, that was steep, dude. Yeah, dude, that is a steep set. If you can believe it, there's more expensive sets than that uh, that you can buy. So um, that's it. I'm not going to talk about Technic because I have no idea. And then that's that's the end of the list. So of the ones that I mentioned, hopefully there's one in there that piques your interest and catches your eye. Um, and that's you know what you should be looking at for uh, for this this holiday season. Yeah, man, we we know there's people out there that uh, want to hear about this stuff. So glad we can at least give it to them on the pod. You know. Yeah, I am uh, trying to get it to you guys one way or the other. So this this felt like a good way to just roll through it really quick. Hot Wheels leading the way. Yeah, brother, Hot Wheels. I mean, we've been talking about Hot Wheels a lot, right? We have been, actually, yeah. Yeah, we're like Matchbox or just like die-cast cars in general, I feel like. Um, it's become a big part of your life, and here we go, man. Um, we've heard rumblings about this uh, for a bit now, but an article came out uh, a little while ago. J.J. Abrams uh, and Bad Robot to produce live-action Hot Wheels film for Mattel and Warner Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, How do you man. feel about that? I mean, you got the Lego movie, you got the Playmobil movie, now you got the Hot Wheels movie. I mean, what's left? They're making the Barbie movie already, right? They are, yeah. I just saw that picture teased out of Margot Robbie as Barbie, yeah. uh, so that that's coming as well. Um, I, I heard they're not going to use Aqua's Barbie girl in the film. That's what I read. Oh, okay. I feel all like right. it's a big miss. That is. It's a huge miss. To not, to not include them at all? Like, hopefully they get included or mentioned or nodded to i would hope so so i saw this and i was just like oh man well like strick's probably gonna get a little hot and bothered by uh (laughs) this movie uh i mean it's just basically telling us that it's happening so in this segment i was kind of hoping that you know maybe we could uh toss some ideas around and workshop it you know maybe if it's um 
uh, still in production, or if it's not in production yet, if they're still, you know, just, um, you know, throwing some ideas around, maybe we can give them some help. So let's workshop this. How about that? I feel like they would need help. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best here, man. So a live action Hot Wheels film. I mean, immediately my mind just kind of goes to like Fast and Furious, you know? Yeah, yeah, my mind so, goes there. Yeah, so live action meaning like you're going to have to have like actors in it. So it's not going to be like a Cars universe where like these cars are alive and you're giving them personalities. Like you're going to have like drivers for these quote-unquote Hot Wheels cars, right? Yeah, I feel like that's going to be really challenging. Isn't it? To make That's the first <laughs> Yeah, it's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, to make this compelling, it's going to be really hard because there's there's nothing there's no personalities that I know of in Hot Wheels. It's it's just the cars and like sure the cars themselves have personalities in that they're like kind of cool looking, but none of them have like backstory or anything like that, right? It's just like it's just cars. Yeah, you don't read the the backstory on like the the card back of the the car that you purchase. It's just like, yes, this is another car that you're supposed to collect. Now go buy more. You know, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they navigate that. I, I just I, I don't really have any good ideas for them in that regard. I would I would ask them and plead them to just uh, maybe refer back to uh, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves and basically just that whole scene of them riding on the shark car. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, maybe, honestly, like, they should just look at that scene and just, like, try and expand on that scene, you know? <laughs> or maybe just, like, cut and paste. Like, that can just be the Hot Wheels movie. Yeah. Just the, the honey we shrug ourselves. Hot Wheels scene. So that's that's one option is, like, find some way to shrink humans down, and then they're in yes. Hot Wheels. Uh, so that's, that's one option. Um, yes. And they have to get Rick Moranis back. If they um, did that, man, I mean, that be that would be a film right there. Uh, that's the best idea I've heard so far. Yeah, dog. Just have him drive the red shark car, um, and just have him navigate it through a loop de loop. I think that's kind of all you need. Or and just make no mention of Honey We Shrunk Ourselves. Just have Rick Moranis as the main character, and just have him like just hop in, you know, a shark car and just cruise and say like yo that loop-de-loop's coming up like can we hit that i don't think i can beat that idea um that's that's the best one i've heard yeah otherwise they're it's just gonna look like um they even made a need for speed game that was hot wheels um it's just gonna be that it's just gonna be that video game i feel like with maybe uh i'd be i'd be curious they don't have any like actors slated for it yet do they they have a director i didn't see anybody slated for it yet so i have no idea well, here's the thing. So they're they're doing a slate of films. Mattel is based on all their IP. So American right. Girls getting a movie, Barney, Magic Eight Ball. Like, how are yeah. you gonna make a movie about Magic Eight Ball? Oh, see, I think that'd be easy. Uh, that's like a that's like a a, a a thriller or a horror movie, like sci-fi type deal. I guess so, man. Like an Uno. How are you gonna make an Uno movie? Like, what is? Mm. T- I mean, Thomas Friends, okay. Rock'em Sop'em Robots, like maybe. Polly Pocket. I can see that. Polly Pocket, I, I, I can see. I can see all that. I can see all that. Magic Eight Ball, that seems easy. I feel like Hot Wheels is like that's 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 a tough one to to figure something out for because it's exactly what we talked about. It's like you're gonna have all these human characters, and and then it's gonna be like Fast and the Furious, you know? Yeah, it's just gonna be Fast and the Furious for kids, I guess. Maybe that's what they're gonna do. Maybe that will be a masterstroke. <laughs> I mean, adults like Fast and Furious. I imagine kids do. It's just too much bad language and stuff in it. And like, but if it's just like, I don't, what would you be doing? Like just racing? It's just like the big race. I have, I have, all right. I, 
I have an idea like how to help them out with um ending it and then for the sequel. All right. Okay, well so all hear right. me out. Is this all so, the Rick Moranis uh same film or is this different? Yeah, it no, it can be it can still be Rick Moranis. Okay. So every every actor is getting in and out of these Hot Wheels cars throughout the entire movie, but nobody opens the doors, all right? So they just hop through the windows real cool-like to get in and out of these cars. And it's not, like, really made mention of, but they just do that all throughout the movie, all right? So at the very end of the film, you can have, like, some actor uh, open up a door on a car and shut the door, pop the hood, open the trunk, and be like, yo, what's up? The name's Matchbox. (laughs) And then just credits. I mean, yeah. Um, and then that, that's that's a perfect teaser for Hot Wheels versus Matchbox. You know, it's, that's that's low hanging fruit. As as silly as you're trying to be, I feel like that's the best idea they could possibly go with. <laughs> like, I'm not joking. Like, I can't think of a better way to approach this movie. That's just not going to be like a total just like, so what? Like, I don't know. It, unless people are really thrilled about this film. There's I mean, I'm, there's tons of Hot Wheels collectors, but I imagine even those collectors are just like, what like why like why are they doing this film right i feel like the lego movie struck like the perfect chord with their one movie like i didn't like the second one or any of the other ones they've made since then but the the first one was just on the like perfect as a toy movie just like multiple layers it was great you can either copy that kind of uh framework they could do that and i and then then it would just be another lego movie but cars or they could take your good ideas and (laughs) make it a hilarious film that everyone loves (laughs) I imagine it's probably not going to be serious. I think it's going to be really tongue in cheek, uh, just with all these references to like, I don't know, like the product itself and like you know shortcomings that the the line has had or something like that. I, I imagine that's that's what it's going to be, and that I think in the same vein, that's what the Barbie movie is going to be as well. I think the Barbie movie is going to be like, have you seen like the Brady Bunch movies, like those those <laughs> those kinds of movies? No, they're kind of like you know, it's the Brady Bunch parodying themselves pretty much like mm. I, I think like that's what barbie's gonna be doing like throughout the entire movie okay all right then i'm i'm not super mad at that yeah i just don't know how they're gonna tackle this this is really challenging yeah we'll see and then once we uh see a trailer we'll uh definitely have to bring that back on the pod and just uh give our thoughts and feelings because i'm i'm not i'm not like excited about it i'm just like i'm honestly just like genuinely curious as to what they're gonna do with it Excuse me, sir. Can you tell me where I might find platform nine and three quarters? Nine and three quarters? Think you're being funny, do you? Same every year, packed with muggles, of course. Come on, platform nine and three quarters this way. We're gonna round it off here, man, with a topic that I don't have a ton to say about, except, oh my gosh, the price. Uh, (laughs) So this is a a Lego rumor. Bringing some rumors and some leaks. Uh, So there's a rumored Hogwarts Express. We just talked about that. The Hogwarts. Hogwarts Express direct-to-consumer set. 470 bones for this boy. Hello. Yeah, man. Would you be plunking that money down for your little Harry Potter train? Absolutely not, dude. <laughs> let's, let's assume that you're the biggest Harry Potter fan of all time. Because I, I know... That, let's, let's remind the, the audience. You've seen one Harry Potter and not the... It's the second one. Is that right? I've seen bits and pieces. No, I've, I've sat through Chambers. Like, I've, I've sat through that. That's the um, second one. I sat. Th- yeah, I've seen the first one and the second one. I've seen parts of the third one and bits of the rest of them. 
Yeah, I, I, I've seen them. <laughs> You've seen them. You've seen I them like I sing. I've seen all the movies you bring on the cast. All right. Well, I know what the Hogwarts Express is. The, like, we can have a conversation. The what tables. Talk about? The tables have turned. I just. <laughs> I just. They're they're hot and heavy on releases of Hogwarts stuff or or Harry Potter stuff. That's just expensive, man. They're like they're not shying away from this, and I just I don't know who is in the market for this for this stuff at four hundred and seventy dollars. It's just insane. Price of plastic, man. It's going up. It's going up across the board. Price of plastic, whatever. Like they can make the set less expensive by not putting as much detail. Like it's still Lego at the end of the day. That's why I don't I don't really understand. Like there's there's people out there that love the big builds and just love that big model build. Like like the Millennium Falcon we were just talking about, but like. It's just so big. It's it's not something you can play with. It's it's just this humongous thing that you put together, and then just sits there. Um, yeah. So I just I don't understand this price point. Like I'm so I'm so um adverse to this price point. Like anything above two hundred dollars, I'm just like no way. Like no way would I ever buy that. But I don't know. They keep pumping them out. Like it's just one more expensive set after another. So if you're you're the Harry Potter fan out there, start saving up. Save up half half a grand for this uh, Hogwarts Express set that we have not seen yet, but it's apparently coming. Can we talk about the Hogwarts Express in general for a second? The actual train from the movie? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we can talk about it. Do you like the Hogwarts Express? I am not opposed to the Hogwarts Express. I think it's a... I like that part of the film. I, I like the idea that they're on a train. I, it's It's magical. It feels magical. Like, it's bringing you into the magical universe. What about you? You gotta love that scene where the treat cart comes around and they all get their little treats and their little snacks and little crackers and all that. Well, in the first movie, they just they just take the lot. That's what I'm saying. They get all their little treats. <laughs> <laughs> when when Harry just like throws down all his gold coins like a baller and he's just like, "We'll take the lot. We'll take the lot." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, there's a nod to that. Some treats. Um, I think I've I've had. They've released a ton of Hogwarts Express sets in the Lego line. Maybe like close to 10, I feel like, oh. versions of this train. So it's been done to death. So I just, I don't know what what else is there. Like what else is missing aside from just, this is just the ultimate version of it that you could ever imagine with like, I would hope more than like one train car. I guess you get like two or three train cars on it. And, I would imagine. And it's motorized, and you get some track, and maybe you get a bit of the train station. Oh, it's both the train and station is the rumor, so I guess the train station's gonna be taking up a bulk of that price. Yeah, you get the platform. Yeah, you gotta, there's gonna have to be that, that little part where you're just, like, running through the wall. They're gonna have to do something there. The platform. The platform nine and three quarters. <laughs> yeah, dog. I don't have much else to say about this, but... No, it's good. It's all good. I do. Um, okay. I, I don't know if you've been to Universal Studios, uh, but they have the whole Diagon Alley uh, shtick going on now. And you actually, from to like get to another park or like the other side of the park, you ride the uh, Hogwarts Express. So it's like a, a monorail like uh, of sorts. Uh, the only thing is, I was just... I, I went with my wife... And they, you can't just have your own train car to yourself. It's like this little intimate booth that you have to have like these other people seated with you. It's like it's like an actual train ride. Yeah, it's like this room that you get closed off in with like you, my wife, myself, and then there's like somebody sitting next to my wife, and then there's like three other people that we're all just like staring at each other. Like it's like a terror, like an awkward date. 
Yeah, so you you've never ridden that, right? I've never. I've been there when they first opened it, so I, I didn't get any of the Diagon Alley experience. But I, that was oh. that was kind of my um experience at Universal. I don't know if that's true for every ride, but it feel it felt like every ride they were just putting me on with randos. Yeah. When I was there, I was just like, oh, like I hate this. This is like the worst. <laughs> I don't want this to be part of the experience. Maybe that's what happens when you get older. You just you kind of start picking up on that more as an adult like as a kid you're just like i am too like overstimulated and excited to be here i have no idea what you're talking about as far as awkwardness goes but like as an adult you're like yeah i'm 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 in close quarters here with a couple people i don't know i just i think it's just different in how disney does it um disney disney's all about like making you feel like you're just on the ride by yourself as much as they can or like keep stay in your group um, yeah, Universal has no shame. They're like, all right, family of four, all right, and you're getting one random person with you. All right, have fun. <laughs> like, they don't care. Um, all right, yeah, 470 bucks, man. Save up. Save up. You got to bring us in here. Come on, man, bring us in. You want me to do the uh, the old jingle? Bring us in, dude. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Collection updates. Ooh, yeah. How was that? Dude, that was so, so tight. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Yeah, dude, that was good. No, seriously, that was good. Uh I, I gotta rest my pipes, man. I can't I can't be thrashing my pipes every every cast. You, you gotta take some of the burden. I've been getting yeah, I've been getting worried about the pipes. Your pipes. <laughs> um, so you want me to go first? Yeah, man, go for it. All right. So I, I, I've been collecting a couple of things here. Um, I, I feel like I've been pretty reserved these past couple of months, uh, just, you know, having a kid and saving money. Uh, but as of recently, I've been picking a couple of things up. Not exactly toys. Uh, actually, not toys at all. But I am, you know me, dude. You know, I love my, my, uh, my standalone physical media. Your GD DVDs, man. <laughs> Why are you collecting these DVDs? I've been picking up a couple of DVDs. Man. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, brother, DVDs. Um, specifically, uh, I don't, I don't go out and just buy movies on DVD. Like, let's get the record straight. I'm not that person that's just like, oh, oh, that movie dropped on tuesday okay gotta go out i'm picking up uh you know spider-man all the way home or whatever the whatever it's called <laughs> that's what it's called. whatever it's called i'm not all picking it up <laughs> i don't care um that kind of stuff i'm not into but like i'm looking at like past releases of dvds like i'm trying to enhance the collection that i already have uh and what we're talking about here i'm trying to i'm trying to get my collection totally corrected and perfect it's the Friday the 13th movies. I'm trying to get them all on DVD. Um, specifically, I'm trying to pick up the 2009 releases, uh, the deluxe editions. So it's got all these um, great extra bonus features, and it's got all this like brand new cover art uh, for, for these movies. They all just look nice. I, back in the day, I picked up a couple of them. I picked up part three and part four of the final chapter because... Those are, like, two of my favorites of the franchise, so I picked those two up on DVD. And these DVDs specifically are, like, I mean, they're called deluxe editions, so they're, like, nice. They have, like, a a cardboard slip cover uh, with a lenticular uh, cover on it, like a little 
lenticular card. You know what I'm talking about when I say that? <laughs> I like the sound of it, but no. I, <laughs> it's <laughs> like when you when when you turn it the one way and you turn it back the other way, it looks like there's like a 3D image. Mm, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, dog, lenticular. Lenticular. Uh, I learned a new word add, today. Add that to your lexicon. Yeah, yeah man. man. You'd be busting that out at the board meetings. <laughs> But yeah, dude, um, you know, this came out when, let's see, 2009. I mean, we were in college at that time. So, you know, I was broke AF, uh, you know, working my work study job. And that was like all beer money. So I wasn't like buying too much apart from like fast food and, you know, the occasional DVD. And yeah, Friday the 13th, these movies dropped. And I was like, yo, these look so good. And I, I really want to get to that point where I've, I, I want to get all of these and I, I collected some of them, but a lot of them didn't have the slipcover, and a couple of them, like, from part five to part seven, they were, like, they had, like, French translations on them or, or something. Like, it looked horrible. It just looks bad. It's, like, Bush League. So I'm like, yo, I'm an adult now. Like, let me get the collection correct, and that's what it's going to be. Like, that's what I'm looking for. These DVDs are kind of, I'm not going to say difficult to find, but they're a little challenging to get exact, like, nice, good copies that you want, like, in your collection. Because as of currently, I think they're still producing some of these DVDs, but they're not, unfortunately, producing the, like, lenticular slipcover, which I want. I want that so bad. Like, that's so important, like, for it to look good. (laughs) So I've collected all of them but one. I'm not going to say which one I don't have because then everybody's going to be hunting for it on eBay. You know that. You you know, everybody's just going to be trolling me and, and picking this <laughs> up and just, like, adding us on Twitter and just, like, trolling me. So I can't have that noise. I uh, can't have that competition. But, yeah, I'm just missing one. But, yeah, man, I, I have – they released the first eight of them like this. Okay. Uh, so the the rest of them, you know, I have on DVD, but just like the, the first eight on this Paramount releases, like that's what I want. Before I go any further, any thoughts on this? I got a couple questions, and then I okay, I have shoot. one comment. The one comment yeah. is you mentioned you mentioned the special features on the DVD. That's how long it's been since I've watched a DVD or physical media. I took completely forgot about that as a concept is special features. <laughs> so it's just good to be reminded of that thing that we used to have. Um, that was nice. Two questions. Um. <laughs> <laughs> one one question is 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 are these like difficult movies to find digitally like is it like kind of like no so not all right. at all all right not at all it is so so available to you okay so was- it's just one of those things where it's like i i know the end of physical media will come at some point like in some form or another it will come and i just you know, I want to I want to have all my ducks in a row as as far as like what's important to me to have on DVD. I told you before on the cast, like I have every single uh, release of Power Rangers, every single season I have it on DVD that is available. I have it on DVD. Like that's mine. Nobody can take it from me. Like you know, they can't pull it off a streaming service. They can't cancel my membership. Like that is mine. You know, like that's what I don't like about streaming services. Is like okay, well, I want to watch all the thir- Friday the 13th movies. Like, what streaming service do I have to buy? And then, you know, if I can't watch them all in the seven-day free trial membership, like, how much am I going to owe, you know? <laughs> well, that was kind of my question. Like, is it a pain? Like, are they just all on Netflix, or is it a pain to, like, you got to hunt and peck and find them? Mm, see, that's the thing. I have them on DVD, so I'm not really hunting. But I'm pretty sure they're on, I would guess, Paramount Plus, just because th- these are Paramount releases. Well, or there's probably some on Shudder as well but that's offered through, like, Amazon Prime. Well, there you go. That's a perfect reason to get these physically, because that sounds like a nightmare. Um, 
<laughs> getting Paramount Plus. Well, here, here's the other reason. I do not like uh, collector's box sets. I hate them. I hate, 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 hate box sets. But it I hate them. So, it sounds so convenient to just be like, oh, yeah, well, let me just grab the box set. But then for franchises, like the franchises that I like, like Friday the 13th, dude, they're going to be making Friday the 13th movies from here until, you know, hopefully years, years and years until the, the day I die. Like, hopefully I have a long time and they're going to just be keep, they're going to keep putting these out and I'm going to have to keep like being, oh, I'm going to have to update my box set or I'm just going to have to buy this separately and I'm going to have to like piecemeal it. And it just looks like garbage. And I don't want that. I, I did that with um back in the day, like when I was a, a younger gentleman, I did that with the uh, the the Puppet Master box set. And I did that with uh, the Child's Play box set. And it's like, wow, what a fool. Because they've released like a trillion box sets after that. And like they because they've released more movies. So I hate that. And, and some people like it. Some people like updating the box set. I don't. I feel like it's I'm wasting my money doing that. I hate doing that. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to just like stay in one lane in this specific situation for these movies and just be like, all right, these are the movies I'm collecting. I I know how exactly I want them and that's what I'm going to look for. So that's what I'm going with at the moment. Let me get to my second question, which is what what are you going to do when they release these on Blu-ray? They've already been released on Blu-ray. Why aren't you collecting the Blu-ray then? Because I already have a chunk of them on DVD. Why? These movies, these movies were not supposed to be on Blu-ray. They were not. They were not created to be in high definition. Like that's not how they were shot. And I don't think they they look that great when you look at them like that. Like I don't need Friday the Thirteenth, the very first one, on like 4K. Like I don't need that. Like nobody's looking for that. Like Kevin Bacon's uh, arrow through the next scene already looks horrible with like the the new versions that we have now because it just it it wasn't ever supposed to be seen like that. So it doesn't complement what the film or was back then. That's fair. Okay. I don't know why the DVD part of this just like irks me. <laughs> I just feel it's like nobody in- should be buying DVDs anymore. It's also, it's just endearing to like a uh, me, like a past me. Cause it's like, oh, like I'm completing a collection that I couldn't do like back in the day. Cause I had my money in other more important places. But now it's like, okay, like I can... I can afford to like make this a nice looking collection. I can alter my old collection and make it a nice looking collection. That's fair. If that makes any sense. I mean, even back in the day in college when you were collecting these, I was like, why are you spending so much money on DVDs? I was like, why are you buying DVDs, man? Blu-rays are here. <laughs> Physical media, man. It's it, it, It'll go away. It'll go away. We, we got to get them while we can. You're telling me, man. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been picking up? I've been picking up a, a decent amount for, for Oliver. Um, not so much adding to my collection, but adding to just like the group collection now. Um, and it's Lego and it's like Duplo and stuff. So it's it's all stuff that we want. I brought this on the cast, I don't know, maybe two or three casts ago. And I talked about the cement mixer that was coming out. And um, now that I'm looking oh, at it. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Now that I'm... <laughs> cement mixers. You remember that cast. Um, I'm looking at the picture of it now and I realize I built it wrong. <laughs> now that I'm looking at it. <laughs> I was like... The front of it, I was just like, why does it look like that? But I just I just did it wrong. So there you go. Made for a four-year-old. Anyway, so this is this is a foreign upset. It's a cement mixer. It's very crude. Very, very crude uh, for what you're getting. Um, but I opened this thing up with Oliver, and it was awesome, man. It was just like he was excited. He was just like, open it up, open it up. Like he wanted to open it. I pretty much built the whole thing. He he put some of the people together a little bit, but... Um, you know, he's he's only two, not even two. He'll be too soon. Um, 
so he's he's well under the age of he, he shouldn't really be playing with this stuff but i'm there i'm supervising and he we just like played with this all morning basically we had a, such a fun time with it um so i was very pleased um i wish there was a just a tiny bit more detail to it but the play functionality was pretty great with the cement mixer like turns and actually like uh moves the little studs there that are supposed to represent cement it moves them up and out of the uh the cement mixer if you just turn it it kind of just like uses the spiral action to like actually uh, poop it out and he just loved that he was just like playing with that all morning mm -hmm. so that was that's the big thing that i added to the collection recently couple couple of items okay uh you mentioned that you put this together wrong right yeah oh, i'm dude i'm just picturing you opening up this this set and you're just like i don't even need to, i don't even need the directions you're just you, you're just like i'm just gonna eyeball this because i am this is a four and under or what four and over set <laughs> Yeah, four plus. Made, made for four-year-olds. He was like, this is so beneath me. I don't even have to think about this. <laughs> and you just still put it together wrong. I find that humorous. There's definitely a, yeah, there was an air of arrogance um, opening it up. <laughs> Mo mostly, I was just trying to, like, get it to get, because Oliver was just like, what do you mean we have to build it? He was, like, looking at it, like, all confused, and... And he was just like starting to play with it, starting to lose interest. So I was just trying to build it as quickly as possible. Just like, all right, it's coming together, man. Just like, help me with the tires. And he helped with the tires. And then I was like, all right, here we go. Um, he ended up like taking the uh, the cement mixer part off, and he just like used it as a just like a regular truck. And he had a, he had more fun with that. Like he had more time spent just messing around with it like that. Um, so yeah, it was it was a good build, good fun uh, father son moment this morning. Second second item. Yeah, dude. How many cement mixers are we going to mention on this cast? We mentioned this one already, so this is like, it can't double count this boy. Um, I just, I feel like that, the Christmas cast, dude, that's all we talked about. That's all we talked about is cement mixers. I'm just like, geez, man, is that like, is that our kink? Like, just like subconsciously, we're just like, yo, cement mixers. It's, it's, I found that's my wife's favorite truck. Now that we are, we're just like versed in truck <laughs> Every, get out of town every every single truck imaginable i know about now because he's just watching blippy and he's watching just truck videos um, that's nicole's favorite truck that's yeah cement mixer is nicole's has been Why? since she was a kid I, don't, I mean it's it's an interesting truck especially um like the ones that have the cool painted lines and you see them on the highway and they're just kind of like moving in a circle you're like oh whoa what's that truck doing doing something a little different there yeah it's it's funny i'm, I'm trying to think like let's for a second just like if you had to like be intimate with a construction truck, would it be the cement mixer? By intimate, like <laughs> <laughs> take that for what you will. Okay. Like, um. Intimate. Any out of all the construction trucks, like so your like mind kind of just bond. goes to some. Uh, like a form to bond with this truck is what you're saying. Sure. Um, you could if you want to keep it PG. Sure. I think we should keep it PG for the kiddies. Um. <laughs> yeah. I. I. I mean, I don't not like cement mixers. I know. I just, I just feel like that that this this truck makes me feel the safest. <laughs> Take that for what you will. Okay. <laughs> um, it's just so big and like circular and just like round and just like it's very approachable. You got something. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, it's yeah, there's there's the big circular drum is inviting. I mean, hey, if Nicole likes it, um, I think there's something to that. She's not a truck yeah, that fan. See, that fascinates me. Like, a, a girl feels safe with this truck, pretty much. Yeah, as a right? casual, very casual fan of trucks, uh, yeah, she was, she was always drawn to the cement mixer. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, it's a little fascinating. Um, <laughs> I want to save us from this segment and 
and mention just a few other things that I've been trying to track down. Um, so Oliver's birthday's coming up, and he's just got so much stuff, uh, you know, like under the tree. There's a couple things I'll probably mention on like the next cast after his birthday, and he opens some stuff up. But I am still on the hunt, man, for these stupid, uh, what are they? What are they? Matchbox uh, moving parts, dude. You can't find them anywhere. It's driving me absolutely insane. These cars with any car with doors that open, they they make no uh, small diecast cars with, with doors that open anymore. It's driving me absolutely insane. Dang, dude. I mean, if this is like across the board with everybody, they're uh, I'm we're gonna have to take back that segment and like they can't listen to my idea. Like they they can't make that you know the the ending to the their future Hot Wheels movie if if you can't find the product. Nah, dude. Unless they start putting it out there. Um, I mean, Hot Wheels has had that back in the day. They've had opening and closing doors. Yeah, but they're not known for them like Matchbox. I don't know if Matchbox is known for them. They're just the only ones producing them right now. And that's why I'm buying them. Because any, any car I come back with, I, I go to the grocery store every week. I come back with a car. Like, I've been getting monster trucks lately, like the Hot Wheels monster trucks. Oh, actually, that's the. I'm looking for a grave digger, dude. <laughs> yeah dude oliver knows gravedigger now <laughs> sunday 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 <laughs> we got this one that kind of looks like gravedigger and i was just like it's gravedigger and now he, now he like repeats that and he says it oh it's so funny it's so good <laughs> oh man but i'm i'm on the eye i'm i'm on the lookout for a grave an actual gravedigger but like the doors need to open that's like as soon as i give him he's just like doors open and then I'm like, no. And he's like, mm, doors don't open. And then he just doesn't like it. <laughs> he's so particular about the doors opening and closing. So um, I don't know. I might try my hand tomorrow morning, try and see if I find anything. But I don't, I don't have high hopes, man. Dude, you got to get that kid a bigger grave digger. I remember I had one that was like the size of a Tonka truck. And it was like out of hand. Like, I love that thing. You flip the switch on the front and it just moved on its own. It was so good. That's probably the, the direction I'm gonna go. Um, his, um, my my father-in-law, Oliver's uh, grandfather, really wants to take him to a monster truck show, and um, and I'm like, those things are loud. <laughs> they are <laughs> like way too loud for him right now, and probably not till he's like six or seven or something. I think I think I went when I was like six or between six and eight, and I just remember it just being yeah. so loud, just like unreasonably loud. Have you ever been to a monster truck show? No, I've been to several demolition derbies. Uh, I've seen a truck pull, but um, no, not not a monster truck show, unfortunately. Were the events that you went to indoors? No. So I went to a monster truck show indoors, and it was just insanely loud. <laughs> I don't know how, oh, okay. like, just the loudest thing I've ever heard. Like, I'm, I'm wearing earplugs, and I still can't hear, like, I can still hear just, like, just the amount of noise in the room like you could feel the noise in the room because it's just like the the revving engines and stuff like it's it's a it's a pretty terrifying experience um as a kid if you don't have your like your parents there just basically hold your hand and be like it's all right it's okay like it's really loud but you'll be all right um but yeah dude they had like they had like a mecha godzilla kind of thing when i went um just like this big like fire breathing dragon metal thing um it was cool gravedigger was there (laughs) it was really cool of course he was (laughs) Oh, man. So I'm excited to go back there one day, but um, just got to find the toys first, man. I hear you. Well, that was a, that was a good cast, man. That was a good cast. Um, so- I'm sorry to see it end. Me too. But we got to end it. We do have to end it. Uh, so that's going to do it for us today. If you'd like to stay up to date on all things Toy Talk, guys, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for the Toy Talk. Dick. Search for the Toy Talk, guys, on any of those platforms. Please give us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you can, and don't be afraid to tell a friend about the show. 
Thanks for listening. We hope to see you again next time. Talk.